17,000 runners had completed the famous Boston Marathon. Many more marathoners were completing their run when terror struck. On April 15, 2013, two explosions near the finish line rocked the famous Boston Marathon. More than 175 were injured, many losing body parts, including legs. The Boston Herald newspaper featured the headline, Terror at the Finish Line. Three people were killed, including an eight-year-old boy. Since 9-11, when 3,000 were killed in the terrorist attack of the New York Twin Towers and the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., nations have increased security at airports and public buildings and transport. But when will wars, conflicts, and terrorism come to an end? Will we ever see the emergence of world peace within and among nations? Will we see more terrorist attacks? What does Bible prophecy reveal about the future? My friends, you need to understand prophetic trends in our world. You need to be prepared for the future. The Bible reveals key events, trends, and our ultimate future. How can you understand Bible prophecy? You need to know the keys to understanding Bible mysteries and predictions. And there is a master key to Bible prophecy. You need to know. Stay tuned. to all our friends around the world. Bible prophecy reveals the future for the world. Your Bible predicts a glorious future beyond the wars, oppressions, and lawlessness we see around the world. Where are we in Bible prophecy? The greatest prophet who ever lived, Jesus of Nazareth, described the end times in the famous Olivet Prophecy in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. My friends, we're living in the prophesied period of time called, in your Bible, the end time. We see the signs all around the world. Nine nations are known to have nuclear weapons, weapons of mass destruction. North Korea has even threatened nuclear war. The weapons of terrorism killed nearly 3,000 in the New York Twin Towers and the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. We remember the 1988 mid-air bombing of Pan Am Flight 103 over southern Scotland, which killed 270 people. The London subway bombings of July 7, 2005, which killed 52 and wounded more than 700. And the April 15, 2013 bombings of the Boston Marathon, which killed three and injured more than 175. What penalties will we suffer nationally and individually? God states in Leviticus 26 and verse 16, I will even appoint terror over you, wasting disease and fever which shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when no one pursues you. Why? To learn the answer, you need to know the framework of Bible prophecy 
Jesus revealed end-time events in the book of Revelation. The famous four horsemen of the apocalypse symbolize devastation and deception. You can read about them in Revelation 6, verses 1 through 8. The beast of Revelation 13, rising up out of the sea, has seven heads and ten horns. The beast of Revelation 17, which rises out of a bottomless pit, also has seven heads and ten horns, but this beast is ridden by a harlot. The Apostle John writes about what he sees in vision. Revelation 17, verse 5. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. The prophetic passages of Scripture are filled with symbols describing detailed events spanning from the time they were written to the time of Jesus Christ's return to this earth and beyond. Incorrect suppositions about the meaning of certain prophetic symbols have led many to false conclusions about Bible prophecy. We must make sure that we are not making the same mistake. So how can we understand these mysterious symbols and images? What are the principles for understanding Bible prophecy? On today's program, we'll answer those questions, and we'll give you five keys to understand Bible prophecy. Key number five is the master key, but you need to know the other keys as well. Our first key to understanding Bible prophecy, the Bible interprets its own symbols. Let's take a look at an example of biblical symbols. You're probably familiar with the account of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2. The prophet Daniel was called before King Nebuchadnezzar and proceeded to describe the great image in the king's dream, Daniel 2, verses 31 through 34. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image, this great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. What did this statue symbolize? How did Daniel come to know the meaning of this dream? It's important to note that the interpretation of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream is not something that Daniel came up out of his own mind. Verses 27 and 28 show that God is the interpreter of dreams, and He is the one who must reveal the meaning of His symbols. Let's read that in Daniel 2. The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. God used Daniel to reveal to King Nebuchadnezzar that he was the head of gold represented in the image. Daniel said to King Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2, verse 38, you are this head of gold. History confirms Daniel's interpretation of the subsequent empires symbolized by the statue. That empire was replaced by the Medo-Persian Empire from 558 to 330 BC, represented by the chest and arms of silver. The belly and thighs of bronze represented the Greco-Macedonian Empire of Alexander the Great from 333 to 31 BC. The two legs of iron 
represent the Roman Empire from 31 BC to 476 AD. And finally, the 10 toes on two feet of iron mixed with ceramic clay represent a future revival of the Roman Empire. Daniel's prophecy revealed four historical world ruling empires. History confirms that the predictions of these four empires did come to pass. The prophet Daniel revealed the symbolism of the image's head of gold. He told Nebuchadnezzar, you are this head of gold. To learn more about today's topic, visit www.twcanada.org to read or order your free copy of The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. You can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine. Call 1-866-784-7895. Write or visit us online today. Our first key to understanding Bible prophecy is the Bible interprets its own symbols. Key number two, recognize prophetic time gaps. Let's look at an example in Luke 4:16. Jesus was visiting his hometown of Nazareth and was invited to read from the scriptures on the Sabbath. He was given the scroll of Isaiah, Luke 4, verses 16 through 21. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now notice this, Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus closed the book he was reading right in the middle of a verse. He omitted the second part of the verse, referring to the day of vengeance. Why? Because the remainder of Isaiah's prophecy applies to Jesus' second coming, when the day of the Lord, the day of God's vengeance and wrath, takes place. My friends, there's a time gap of about 2,000 years between the fulfillment of the first part of the verse and the second part of the verse. Key number two for understanding Bible prophecy. Recognize prophetic time gaps. Key number three to understanding Bible prophecy. Learn God's prophetic framework. There's a major key for understanding Bible prophecy. This is a key that relatively few professing Christians know. There are many different ideas and scenarios regarding Bible prophecy. You may have heard of post-millennialism and amillennialism. These teach wrongly that Jesus Christ will return after the prophesied millennium, or that He will not return at all. The truth is what is called premillennialism, the teaching that Christ will return to set up a literal kingdom here on earth for a literal period of 1,000 years. The book of Revelation describes a period of three and a half years leading up to the return of Christ. 
The first five seals of Revelation outlined in chapter 6 cover a period of two and a half years of the great tribulation Jesus spoke about in Matthew 24. The first four seals are known as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They are described in Revelation 6 verses 1 through 8. The first horse, the white horse and its rider, represent false religions, false Christs. Jesus himself points out the sequence of these end time events in the Olivet Prophecy in Matthew 24. The second seal reveals a horseman riding a red horse with the power to take peace from the earth. The third seal represents a rider on a black horse representing the scarcity of food and resulting famine. The fourth seal shows a rider on a pale horse representing death and pestilence. These four horsemen have power over one-fourth of the earth to kill major portions of earth's population. As it tells us in Revelation 6 and verse 8, and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. Critics say there have always been war, famine, and pestilence. But you and I will see the four horsemen of the apocalypse intensify their ride with increasing global impact as time goes on. These four horsemen are revealed in Revelation chapter 6 as Christ opens the first four seals. Then the fifth seal describes an end-time persecution of the saints. The sixth seal is the heavenly signs. The whole world will be put on notice when this event occurs. Let's read that in Revelation 6, verses 12 through 14. The Apostle John writes, And I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth, as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up. Listen to this. And every mountain and island was moved out of its place. We have pointed out three major milestones that give us the prophetic framework leading up to the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. They are, one, the great tribulation, two, the heavenly signs, and three, the day of the Lord. These three events cover a period of about three and one-half years. There are over 30 prophecies in your Bible referring to the day of the Lord. Isaiah 34, 8 and Isaiah 63, 4 show that the day of the Lord in end-time prophecy, the time preceding the second coming, is a period of one year. You might want to write down those references, Isaiah 34, 8 and Isaiah 63, 4. We should all look forward to the return of Christ, and we need to be spiritually preparing for that soon coming event. As you can see, the Bible gives us an overall framework for prophecy. You need to understand that framework. Key number three for understanding Bible prophecy, learn God's prophetic framework. Bible prophecy reveals the future and the good news of God's coming kingdom. You need to understand what lies ahead. Key number three, learn God's prophetic framework. Of course, for any of this to make sense to us, we must apply a fourth vital biblical key, understand the purpose of Bible prophecy. To learn more about today's topic, visit www.twcanada.org to read or order your free copy of The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. 
you can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine. Call 1-866-784-7895. My friends, let's understand. Bible prophecy warns peoples and nations to repent so they can avoid punishment. John the Baptist was baptizing massive crowds of people who were moved by his preaching. The Gospel writer Matthew describes what happened. Matthew 3 and verse 1. In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus Christ later on preached the same message. You can read that in Mark 1 verses 14 and 15. And what was the response to John's preaching? Matthew 3 and verse 5. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. On the day of Pentecost in 31 AD, the Apostle Peter exhorted the thousands in his audience to repent and be baptized. You can read that in Acts 2 verse 38. Peter motivated the crowd to change their lives. He said in Acts 2, verse 40 through 41, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Key number four to understanding Bible prophecy is understand the purpose of Bible prophecy. Key number five is the master key to Bible prophecy. Key number five for understanding Bible prophecy, know the biblical origin of nations. My friends, can you find the United States, Canada, Great Britain, and the other English-speaking nations in Bible prophecy? If you can, you will understand major parts of vital prophecies that very few today can even begin to comprehend. Where is the United States mentioned in the Bible? Or under what name can we locate it? Where can we find Great Britain in the Bible? Obviously, the modern names do not appear, but the ancestors of those nations are prominently named in the Bible. Now, the Bible does mention such nations as Egypt, Libya, and Ethiopia, and it may surprise you that Assyria will eventually be one of the prominent nations in tomorrow's world, along with Egypt and Israel. Let's read that in Isaiah 19, verse 23. In that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria, and the Assyrian will come into Egypt, and the Egyptian also into Assyria, and the Egyptians will serve with the Assyrians. Also read the 10th and 11th chapters of Isaiah to learn more about the future of this ancient nation. But, my friends, whose future is described in these prophetic verses? Who is modern Assyria? Several years ago in our Tomorrow's World magazine, we previously published an article on this subject. Listen carefully. Germany's cultural history and national character resemble Assyria's like no other nation. When the Bible speaks of Assyria in the end times, it is speaking of Germany. No other modern nation fits the description so completely. My friends, you can begin to understand much more about end time prophecy when you have the accurate knowledge of the modern descendants of ancient biblical nations. Key number five for understanding Bible prophecy is to know the biblical origin of nations. 
we must understand that there were two ancient kingdoms, the two-tribe southern kingdom of Judah and the ten-tribe kingdom of Israel. Listen to this. Amazing as it may seem, the first time the word Jews is mentioned in the King James Version of your Bible, they are at war with Israel. Read it for yourself in 2 Kings 16, verses 5 and 6 in the King James Version. The house of Israel was allied with Syria against the kingdom of Judah. 2 Kings 16, verses 5 and 6. Then Rezan, king of Syria, and Pekah, son of Remaliah, king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to war. And they besieged Ahaz, the king of Judah, but could not overcome him. At that time Rezan, king of Syria, recovered Elath to Syria, and drove the Jews from Elath. And the Syrians came to Elath, and dwelt there unto this day. After the reign of King Solomon over both Israel and Judah, God allowed the house of Israel to detach itself from Judah. The capital of the northern kingdom, Israel, was Samaria, and Jerusalem was the capital of the southern kingdom, Judah. Over the following years, God sent prophets warning the northern kingdom of Israel to repent of its idolatry and wickedness. Israel refused to humble itself, and God sent the whole nation into Assyrian captivity in 721 B.C. The kingdom of Judah later followed Israel's example of idolatry, and God sent them into Babylonian captivity, emphasized by the destruction of Jerusalem in 586 B.C. This map shows the movements of the two kingdoms in their captivity. After 70 years captivity, God allowed Judah to return to Jerusalem and the Holy Land. Now in the end time, the house of Judah established the modern nation called Israel in 1948. Bible students know that this historic development sets the stage for major end time prophecies. But what happened to the ten tribes after their Assyrian captivity in 721 B.C.? The kingdom of Israel became known as the Ten Lost Tribes of Israel. Their migrations are recorded throughout history. But what was their origin? The great prophecies given to the sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh, have been fulfilled in the past two centuries. In Genesis 48, verse 16, Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, blessed the grandsons Ephraim and Manasseh. Israel blessed them, saying, Let my name, the name of Israel, be named on them. From this passage we understand that the name Israel in prophecy often refers to the descendants of Joseph's sons. When it came time for Ephraim and Manasseh to receive their individual blessings, Joseph was surprised to see his elderly father place his right hand, signifying the greater blessing, on Joseph's younger son Ephraim's head. Let's read that beginning in verse 18. And Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father. For this one is the firstborn, speaking of Joseph's older son Manasseh. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He, Manasseh, also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother, Ephraim, shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations." My friends, who are the descendants of Ephraim and Manasseh? Can we identify a great nation and a great company of nations on the earth today? 
their descendants down through history eventually became the peoples of America and Great Britain. Other descendants of the ten lost tribes can also be identified from the nations of Northwest Europe. Knowing the biblical origins of these and other nations is our final key. On today's program, we've discussed five keys to understanding prophecy. They are, key number one, the Bible interprets its own symbols. Key number two, recognize prophetic time gaps. Key number three, learn God's prophetic framework. Key number four, understand the purpose of Bible prophecy. And key number five is the master key to understanding prophecy, know the biblical origin of nations. My friends, we need to repent nationally and individually of our sins, selfishness, rebellion, and idolatry. In his booklet, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy, John O'Gwyn summarizes the future of the English-speaking nations this way. The United States and Great Britain and all the British-descended peoples are on a rendezvous with God's judgment. Bible prophecy reveals a forthcoming Great Tribulation for our rebellious nations. But Bible prophecy also reveals a glorious tomorrow's world once we've learned some painful and lasting lessons. May God grant you the understanding of His awesome plan of salvation and His promise of protection for those who repent and humble themselves before it's too late. You can learn more about our awesome future and how to prepare for the prophetic times ahead. Be sure to visit our website, which will be shown on the screen momentarily, to read or download our amazing, inspiring booklet, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. This booklet examines promises made by God to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that would shape much of the world to this very day. The identity of modern nations is not something which remains hidden. This booklet will show you from the pages of your Bible, as well as many historical sources, the ancient and biblical origins of many modern nations, such as the United States, Great Britain, Australia, Canada, and the rest of the English-speaking world. In order to correctly understand Bible prophecy, you need to know who these nations really are. It will open your eyes to Bible prophecy and give you wonderful understanding truth and knowledge from your own Bible. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Gerald Weston and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. We invite you to join us as we examine the awesome truths of your Bible, the deeper meaning of life, and the prophecies of Tomorrow's World. Be sure to join us again next week right here at the same time. To learn more about today's topic, visit www.twcanada.org to read or order your free copy of The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. It unlocks the biblical key to understanding the future of many nations, including Canada. You can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895. Call 1-866-784-7895 or by writing to us at Tomorrow's World, PO Box 409, Mississauga, Ontario, L5M0P6. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, revealing God's principles for living an abundant and happy life 
while providing insight into current and future events. At our website, you can also watch this and many more Tomorrow's World programs. Call 1-866-784-7895. Write or visit us online today. This program is a production of The Living Church of God.